Well, welcome to our Lifting Your Soul podcast with your hosts, Papa G and Scotty T. Well, it's so good to have you with us. Hey, Scotty, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well, thank you, uh, mate. It's good to uh, it's good to have you joining us, being together. We've been talking about this podcast for a very, very long time, haven't yes, we? Yes, yes, it's amazing that we're actually here, ready to get ready, ready to rock and roll. It is, it is incredible. I, I can't believe it's it's honestly happening. We've, we've got the equipment now. Yes, and yes. Uh, we're sitting at a table for those listening, which is everyone, and uh, just staring <laughs> at each other. Have yes. we ever sat this close? I don't think so, man. <laughs> we have to get over the uncomfortableness of this. That's right. Just please make sure that our knees don't touch. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, there'll be a, a, a big silence. Yes, yeah. yes. If <laughs> there's the a big podcast. silence all of a sudden like this, it means our knees touched. <laughs> <laughs> and both we, of us know don't know how to react. That's right. We're just staring at uh, each other. Uh, all right. So the reason why we're together is because we wanted to start looking at the first book that we want to go through is the book of Romans. Oh, good book. Why, Scott? Why are we, why are we doing <laughs> the book of Romans, Scott? Uh, I think it's, I guess, the number one reason is it's just a, a passion of mine and a passion of yours. And, you know, when you're going to talk about um, starting somewhere, let's start at the gospel. And if you're going to talk about the gospel, there's no better place than the book of Romans. Okay. So what you're saying is the book of Romans is an enlarged version of the gospel. Yeah, it's it. It's from A to Z um, and it's a brilliant work. It's Paul's probably his first among the 13 gospels that he's mm-hmm. – or his, uh, letters that he's written. And, um, yeah, it is just an outstanding piece of work. I love it personally because um, it, it gels very well with me because of the way that it's been written. So even from the early days when I was first saved, um, you know, we we – were encouraged to get into the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12. We sort of learnt that off by heart. It's Which is really not done that much these days. Like the book of Romans almost is like this uh, serious book. You know, you've got to be a scholar almost to get into it. But in reality, when you read the book of Romans, it is it really is an expansion of the four Gospels in such a real way. It's not just the story of Jesus, but it's what he did in its totality. Yeah, and it, it's full on. Like yeah, it's absolutely, full on amazing. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that is 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 so good about it is, like I was saying before, it's it it begs the question. Paul always uh, his his style is is he asks the question and then he answers the question, um, and it just helps the reader. Hang on, say that again. He asks the question. He asks the questions. It's almost like rhetorical. Then he answers he answers the question. Yep. See that's interesting. Even just even just framing it that way is interesting when yeah. you look at the book. So so what we're going to do ladies and gentlemen is we're going to go through the book and you know we we're going to look at Romans 1 and we're going to title each of our sessions uh, as Romans, you know, 1 and the verses that we go through so it's an easy reference point when you want to come back to it later and look at which podcast talks about which part of the book. But one of the things that we really want you to take away is this it's not just the one or two main lessons from each grouping of verses that we that we take, but but it's the lesson uh, that we give out precept upon precept, line upon line. So uh, you'll notice one of the things that we do is as we talk through it, we'll read something and say, "Just hang on, hang on, what was that?" Mm. Um, because something stands out, and we want to we want to make it easy to understand, and not just easy to understand, but showing the incredible 
interweaving nature that the Bible has done like no other literature in mankind has ever, ever done. And so uh, so we, we'll do that. So, all right, mate, I think it's uh, I think it's time to get started. Let's do it. We're, uh, we're four minutes into the podcast. Um, and, uh, we're wasting time. We're wasting time. Let's talk about this. <laughs> That's right. You know, we, look, we don't know how long these podcasts are going to go for. I would say 25, 30 minutes. Um, you know, we'll try to keep them to that sort of level, maybe 35. Just depends on how far we get into each verse or, you know, um, really what we feel. How, how deep we, di- how, we dive. Yeah, how deep we dive, exactly. Yeah, that's it, yeah. All right, so, so um, do we, uh, did we just want to read um, or did we want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think let's start from verse 1 to 7. Yes, let's look at that one. How about you, how about you do that, man? All right, let's do that. All 1 right. to 7. Let's go 1 to 7. All right. So this is Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. It says this. I've got the New King James Version. What version have you got there? Same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, this is a massive sentence, mm. by the resurrection from the dead. Mm. Through him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. To, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Full stop. <laughs> Scott. Take a breath. What does all that mean? <laughs> that was the longest sentence I've ever read. Well, yeah, you know, like like all any parts of scripture when you get into um, you know, um study, you could go every verse. But this morning I was um just in reading it, one of the things that really stood out to me, which I hadn't noticed before. Right. And it's just like, you know, anytime you read the scripture, it's like every time you go over it, there's something new there. And uh it's just actually found in uh, verse 1. Um, and it says this, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and separated to the gospel of God. Yes. Every single other letter yes. when he has uh, introduced himself, um, he has never used that term there, uh, separated to the gospel of God. And it kind of gives you a bit of an insight already of where he's about to go with this letter to the Romans. Separated to the gospel. To the gospel. So, mm. so what's he saying? He's saying, my life has been pulled away from everything, separated to just talk about the gospel. Yeah. Do, do you think he's just talking about this letter or is he saying my whole life is dedicated to this? Well, I think um, it's definitely the gospel because as right. we as we read, read on, it gives you the centrality of what is the gospel, gotcha. and that is Jesus Christ himself. Yes, yes. So okay. anytime you're preaching Christ, you're preaching the gospel, the yes. good news. Yeah, good point. Because yeah, it's good the point. good news of Jesus Christ. So, And this is the thing about Paul here is, is throughout this book, he's saying things that seem super deep, and they are deep, but when you actually unpack them, they're actually simple and deep, not complex and deep. Yeah. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's how we should be reading the scripture. Gotcha. Okay. He's, he's okay. writing a letter yes. to the church at Rome. Now, there would have been intellects there, but there also would have been the common people, people yep. that perhaps wouldn't have been able to read and write but could understand 
someone reading a letter to them. Correct. And so his his point is not to go too deep in the sense of that's a good point. You know, um, way over people's heads. He wants it to be understood. Yep. Uh, and and therefore outworked in an, in a person's life, and that is the beauty of of how Paul writes this le- letter. And that's that's important to note because you need to have that framework or that lens when you read this book or read all of his writings. Really, that that's how Paul did this. He wrote them in a way that people can understand. Correct. We sometimes have com- complicated them in our modern church. Um, you know the way we ex- exit Jesus or, or open up the scripture, yep. and try to make it too complicated. When really Paul knows he's not trying to the the, the gospel. What God did was complicated. Mm. We won't understand it in light of eternity. What it meant for God to become man and sacrifice Himself in order to—it's amazing. You know, like that, just that alone. I, yeah. I, like, you know, I, I was talking to the I was talking to London Rose, and this is the thing out of the mouth of babes. Um, you know, one one of my one of my girls, and and she was talking the other day. She's she's almost twelve. She's I said to her, she was asking me about God. We we're having lunch. I asked her about God. We we're talking about some stuff, and I said to her, we got, we we just happened upon God becoming man. And I said to her, darling, imagine you'd created ants. And you saw them going towards, you know, and we've we've all heard the analogy. You're, they're going towards a fire or going towards somewhere where they're going to their destruction, and you they're not listening to you. They can't hear you because you're too big. They can't see you. You're too you're too massive. The concept of you is is not even inside their heads. They they don't understand you. Some people deny that you exist. Um, so you became an ant in order to tell them what's coming up. Be careful. I'm here to save you. Some listen to you. Some don't. But the clinch. Would you do it? And she said, "Oh yeah, I, I love the ants. I, you know, I love my ants." I said, "But would you do it if you knew that you will always be a form of an ant? You'll never be yourself in the previous form as you were." Oh no, no, I won't do that. No, no, right? Because she thought to herself, "I'd do it to go help him, but then I'd become a human again." And I said to her, "That's what Jesus did. Do you understand?" And and I said, "That's a very simple way of trying to tell you, Jesus left his God." Stuffness, natureness, became human, flesh <laughs> yeah. and bone, like a bag of blood, like us, <laughs> like us, like us. Nailed to a cross, died, rose again in a glorified body, but is still in that glorified body, mm. and that's huge. Right? Yeah, so, huge. so what he did, and so what? That's what Paul's trying to say here, and trying to unpack what that all means in mm. this. Mm. Um, so, so I agree with you. I think the the thing that he was separated to the gospel. I think the other part of this scripture that um, that I got through here, I, I do love how how he puts little things in, like uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ in verse three, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. So right there, he's tying him back up again, tying him right back to David. Correct. Right, because this person that was coming was meant to be the son of David. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, ties him up, and he says, "In the flesh." So what's he saying? He's saying. If you go back through the genealogy, you'll see how Jesus comes down through the line. Yes. Right? Um, Basically declaring him to be the Messiah because the Messiah had to be from the the lineage of David. That's right, according to prophecy, according to God's word. Correct. Um, You know, and then he goes on to talk about how how through through Jesus we've received grace and the apostleship, the the job, the apostle's job of going out in obedience and spreading him among all nations, mm, mm. like that's that's not just to David, like mm. it, I'm sorry, that's just not to to um, Paul here, who's written like he's doing that too. But we can sometimes, as Christians, go, oh, I don't spread the gospel, I don't talk about the gospel. Only that person does, and that person does because that's their title. Yeah, we put it down to some sort of gifting or correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, when when he he's saying that that we have received grace and apostleship. 
Yeah, very right? good. In verse 5, through him we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience of faith among all nations for his name, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. He's yeah. talking to the, not you person, you, the body, you, everyone, all the believers in Rome. Mm. Uh, but he repeats this over and over and over in, in the in the letters, you know, different versions. Guys, it's not just my work, it's your work also. Yeah, that's yeah? right. It's yeah. the work of the church. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so getting back to how we started, we're talking about the way that Paul writes the book of Romans. Yes. Um, you know, without using large Terms like you know theological, you know systematically, you know systematic theology. Yes. Um, the thing that you you get from the Book of Romans is like unlike the other letters, you get a very um, uh, local centered type of letter. You know he's either talking to a person, where it's you know Timothy or Titus and whatever, and he's encouraging them, or he's talking to a specific church. Yes. And even though with Romans he is talking to all of those that are at Rome. He doesn't actually um, address issues that are going on, if you like, within that church. The way he's actually writing Romans is, I want to lay out for you the gospel from A to Z, like gotcha. we were talking about before. Got so okay. as we go through this, um, you know, it's not necessarily specific to, you know, the people at Romans, uh, at, sorry, at Rome. He's basically turning around and saying, this is how I want you to see all that Christ has done. And so I'm writing, from, I'm writing to the Romans, but it's for the body at large. It's for the body at large. Gotcha. It is a systematic approach yep. to what is the gospel. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So that's they're, they're the first seven verses. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on there in those no, first no, seven? No, that, that's, else you want to that's cool for now. We, we can keep moving on with that one. All right. Um, did, you want to, did you want me to keep going from eight onwards? Um, I think it's or important. Important just to um, create the, um, the link. Yeah, the link, the context. Yeah. Because Excellent. just what I was just saying now about yep. how he's writing it. Yes. Now he's actually introducing what he's about to do. Yes. So and, and it's great. I, I love I love the personality of what he's saying here. Because so let's read from verse eight. Mm -hmm. So he says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. Uh, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. Can you, can you hear that desire of him wanting to be yeah, with them? Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. For I long to see you, there it is, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established, that is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. I mean, how incredible is that? Yeah, it's awesome. Just saying to them, I, I don't want to just come visit and hang out and have a great time, which we will. Yeah. But I want to impart into you. I want to give something to you. I yeah. want to deposit into you. And I think the point is, is that Paul knows that the church is already there. Yes. And so it's not like I want to build on another man's work or whatever, but what I have, I want to share with you. I want to share with and you. And be mutually and mutually uh, encouraged yes. by uh, you I want to and bless you. I want to bless you. I want to, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so we go on from verse 13. Now, I do not want you to be unaware. Oh, here we comes the instruction, brethren, that I often plan to come to you. Like, I want you to know, but was hindered with, until now that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready 
to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Oh, he is pumped. <laughs> he is pumped, right? I'm pumped. Yes, right? Reading I, it. I'm pumped, right? Now, uh, I'm going to let you read from verse 16. Oh, come on. Because I, I think we've looked through this and we've seen the intro of what he's saying. We've seen uh, what he's doing. We've seen his passion and want to come see them. His personality is coming out. His love for people is coming out. You can, And this is a guy who was killing, like he was, he was happy to get Christians killed. Yeah, Not absolutely. so long ago, exactly. <laughs> right? And now he's got a passion to see them. Now we're up to verse 16. So, Scotty. Yeah. Scotty T. Take it away. Verse 16. Away? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. I needed, I needed to have an applause <laughs> there for a moment. Applause. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. My goodness. I mean, just this this passage, these, these what, two, two verses? Yeah. These two verses? Yeah. You've heard them preached all over the place. They've been preached everywhere till the cows come home. Some people preach them well, some people preach them not so well. Yeah. Um, but I think from this, tell me what are the nuggets you get from those two verses? Hey, look, I mean, context is everything. Whenever you're, you're you're approaching the scripture, and and here, Paul's making it really, really clear. Verse fifteen: I'm ready to preach the gospel, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Yes, and then goes into it. Yes, and he tells tells everyone um, exactly why he's not ashamed. For it is the the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's amazing. You know, the way that I look at it, and I was thinking about it early this morning, um, it's coming from the building industry. Um, one of the things that you have to learn is that, and it's, it might sound really obvious, but it, one of the things you have to learn is that before you build a building, there's things that you have to do first. So yep. the A comes before the B, Big the B point. comes before the C, and so yes. on and so forth. Yes. So, for instance, you know, before you start, you know, pouring a slab, if you like, you have to get get it in the right place. You need to know where your, your lines are marked, mm. right? Then you have to dig the holes for the plumbing. Yep. Then you, you know, basically get to the point where your foundation is, then you do your framework yep. and so on and so forth. And yep. the point is, is that when you're approaching the gospel, you can't just preach from the frame. <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You can't just, you know, start at the frame. So, hey. The hey. foundation has to be laid, right? Even worse, where you, you might start at the roof. It's almost like we're building a house, but we build the roof and leave it to the side. Yeah, Think, absolutely. Hey, look, the roof, the roof's there. Look, the roof's Yeah, amazing. yeah, exactly. I'm going to build a house. I'm going to yep. start with the roof. Yes. Everyone's going to go, you're an idiot. So you're saying don't. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> you're saying don't preach from the framework, which is where we get to. We get to the the middle crux of what the gospel is about, and we preach it yeah. and no, with no context. So what's this frame for? Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, and there's a reason why I'm bringing that up. Yes, of course. Because, <laughs> because course. Paul yeah. is about to start marking out the lines for this building. Is he about to building. He's about to whip chang, mate. <laughs> he's about to bring the whip out. But, I mean, this is the point. Yes. This is the beginning of the gospel. Okay. Yeah? Okay. The gospel, as you know, means good news. Yep. And before this good news, there's a bit of bad news. There's there's some horrible news, actually. Yeah. And, and yes. so why I say that is because it's it's so important that we understand that that point this is, is important. The, okay. This is the point. Let, let's, let's, let's get serious here, right? Yeah. Let's get serious. 
unfortunately, what it sounds like to me you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, we now live in a world where the body of Christ is, and I'm not going to say Western Church, Eastern Church, I'm going to say the body of Christ, unfortunately now, on a good a good chunk of it anyway, um, talks about the benefits of being with God. Mm-hmm. Here's the framework. Here's why, here's why it's amazing. Let, let's preach from the frame. Um, but doesn't understand why did Jesus come? Yes. Why was Jesus sent? Why did he decide to die? Why did he say the things he said or did the things he did? There's a reason for that. What sparked that? Yeah, correct. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think I think that's that's the issue is that when you're preaching and you know, you and I have been in many, many churches over these years and yep. um and, and we've probably done it ourselves. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's something that I think that we can learn from the book of Romans for ourselves. Good and point. and that is is that you know, you can go straight to, you know, Jesus loves you. Um, he died on the cross for you and whatever. And if you don't get the context of why on earth he actually died for you, yes, then people are going to go, well, you know, take it or leave it. There's no real consequence whether or not I give my life to Christ or not. Yes, yes. Um, and so what happens is you started to build the house with the roof, like you said. Exactly, because what, 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 what do we sometimes say to people? What do we hear often? It's things like... Come to Jesus, he'll make your life better. All of us need Jesus because Jesus will, there'll be blessing and God will walk with you. And even though life will be, you know, um, there'll be some mundane things of life and things will go, Jesus will be with you. All of those things are true. Mm. But why Jesus? Mm, Exactly. Why not Buddha? Why not Muhammad? Why not Hare Krishna? Why not not Schmuck Boy down the road? Why, (laughs) Why Jesus? Yeah, yeah. And that's the point that Paul is going to make here. Yeah. Because when he's saying, and, and from what I'm gathering is what you're saying is, he's not he, like, okay, I just saw the word, I'm not ashamed. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. What do we do? We go, I'm not ashamed. I'm going to go out and preach from the streets. Yeah. That's not what he's saying here. Mm. He's not saying I'm not ashamed in order to go out and declare it with a megaphone. Not that, again, not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but it's context. Yeah, that's right. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I know what it is. Yeah. And he's saying, what is it? It's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. Correct. Correct. Why is it the power of salvation? Well, verse 18 onwards, I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what he's saying, right? Yeah. I'm, about to, I'm about to open up a can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a can of, of whooping. Let some whooping, let some worms out. <laughs> we'll call them worms. Yeah, yeah. And I think that getting this... For us, you know, you know, as we're trying to study the book of Romans, getting this foundation right is so important for the rest of the book. And I think that that's the goal. All right. So <laughs> verse 18. Oh, this is where he brings it. Look out. This is where our friend Paul, I wonder if he held onto the writing instrument a little tighter here <laughs> when he wrote this. <laughs> and here we go. He says, it's- For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. Oh, for God has shown it to them. Okay, let's stop there because because the next bit is just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, it goes, goes down. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so go through, that's right. So the wrath of God. Hang on a second. I had to do that because he's talking about the wrath of God. No, there's no applause there. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, Scott, yeah. What is he talking about in verse 18? 
Ah, yeah, very good. Well, I mean, you could go into a word study with, you know, the wrath of God um, is being revealed from heaven. I mean, let's let's talk about what what is wrath? What is the wrath of God? Yep. And basically it's it's God's anger. It's basically to be anger, to have a natural disposition or a temper, character, um, to be basically indignant or anger exhibited in punishment, something like that. Ooh. So one of the things that, you you know, when, when people talk about the wrath of God, um, a lot of the time we think about, you know, God's wrath as, you know, um, I don't know, volcano, hellfire, brimstone, right. um, you know, natural disasters, you know, God's angry, you know, those yep. sorts of things. Yep. But it's not actually what Paul explains in the Ooh. next few verses. Ooh. But it's saying that the wrath of God is being revealed. Yes. And so I think that that's a real key point is that God's anger is being revealed, but how is it being revealed? Yes, because on a broader context scale, God's wrath has been withheld in its fullness Correct. from humanity since the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yes, I right. would agree with that. Yeah, since then. Yes. Yeah. So before then is when you saw the earthquakes and the and the and the lightnings and the mountains shaking and people dropping dead. Yeah, right. Because there was God's God's uh, nature was revealed. God was revealed in person to people. Yeah. And they decided, nah, stuff you. Not going to believe you. Like you know, the Israelites or the Hebrew people get saved. The Red Sea is parted. By Moses, by the power of God through Moses, they cross over. The whole of the Egyptians get swallowed up. Three days later, they're complaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no wonder God goes, "Okay, okay, I just showed you my power, and you're like, mm, God." Whereas, whereas Jesus comes, He takes the wrath of God upon Himself for sin. You're skipping he, a few, few. I'm, <laughs> I'm skipping a few things just to give the context that correct. Even though God's wrath it says He is being revealed, it's not that it's going to be through the earthquakes and the. It's it's God's God's wrath that Paul is about to explain what that means. Yes, is is being shown. Yes, so humanity understands. Oh, we're not in the right. We're not in the right place. Yeah, here. very good. Very good. We're not in the right place yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Um. Because he goes on. So, did you want to say anything else about verse eighteen? No, I think that that's great. I mean, you you know, like the last time that we know that God's full wrath was poured out was when he flooded the earth. Yes. Everybody died. Yes. Every living animal died that's other a, than those that were in the ark. That's a pretty big wrath. That's Yeah, that's God's anger towards the sinfulness of men. Well, and, and let's mankind. just, like, you know, if, if you're new listening to this, um, Let's just break that down for a little bit because I think that's a big comment you just made there. Yeah. That he flooded the whole earth, which, by the way, and and look, it will come up in our podcasts. Um, look, it might even come up in the next podcast once we do verse 20 and onwards. Um, we believe that science proves the existence of a intelligent designer and we believe the intelligent designer is the God of the Bible. And there's many things in in scientific discovery that allude to that, not only to actually make it fairly Bold statements that there's, an, there's a yeah. God here, right? Yeah. Um, one of those is the flood and things like what the, the markings in the Sahara Desert of massive water movement uh, through the through the Sahara Desert, right? I saw that on the Joe Rogan podcast, totally unchurched people talking about how is there a massive water? What These look like waves that have gone oh, yeah, over I've these. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You saw that, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, looks like um, really, ripples. really huge ripples. R- yeah. Huge ripples, right? As in if it sand. was covered with... Um, water. water. And, and, and the guy, the scientist who's talking about it, says, I went there and measured them and some of them were 
I don't have the exact measurements, but it's something like hundreds of feet wide, these ripples, by 40, 50, 60 feet high, mm. these mm. sand dunes. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so we can see that something did happen. But God sent the flood because what did he say? He said, every intent and every thought yeah. of man was toward wickedness and evil. It was only evil in, continually. That's continually. Right. Yeah, that's correct. In Genesis 6. Yeah. He says that clearly in there. And I, like, and I think, what does, that really, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Mm. Scott, what does that mean? How does every thought and deed of man was evil continuously? Yeah, well, look, I mean, from, from my perspective, I think that only proves that mankind is... Um, Completely corrupt. Yes. Completely corrupt. In our in our nature. Completely corrupt. Every aspect of our um, our being is yep. is corrupt. The issue is is that we don't think that we're corrupt. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. We compare ourselves with the neighbour down the road, and I'm not as bad as him. <laughs> yes. Or you know, at least I don't do that. Whoever yes. that is. You yes. Know? And I think that that's the uh, the, the issue with <laughs> so true with the gospel being so beautiful is that it actually pinpoints the fact that you are a sinner, but we'll get to that a bit later. <laughs> we will <laughs> yeah, yeah, get that's to right. that a bit later. That's chapter 3, but yes, anyway. Yes, all right. So verse 19. Yeah. And, and this, look, this look at this. Beautiful. Look at this. Because what may be known of God, oh, this is, because what may be known of God is manifest in them. Who's them? Man. Mankind, that's correct. For God has shown it to them. Yeah, yeah. Read verse 20 as well because that oh. kind of goes in well with that. Well, I'll read it. Yes. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. Obviously the creation that we're talking oh, about. Oh, I didn't want to do verse 20, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Because verse 20 ahead. is massive. It's like massive. It's, uh, well, we're going there. We're going there. We're going, we're going there. there. All right, we'll just do it really quick. No, yeah, and then we can, we can do – oh, no, go. Just go. All right, all right, all right. All right. Even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. All right, we'll back up. We'll back up. One of the things that... <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just do? You just read it and went, oh, we're going too oh, deep. We're going too deep. Pull back. Pull Let back. It, pull it back. Reel it in. Reel it in. For all those fishermen out there. <laughs> pull back. Reel it in. One of the things that is very evident is that mankind has a, is, a, is willingly denying God. This it's is a willful thing. This is this It's not like I don't I don't know. I couldn't, you know, I can't tell this agnostic mm. idea that, mm. you know, well, I just don't know. Yeah. Man does know. And that's what the d- scripture is declaring. Man does know that God exists because his attributes are clearly seen. Okay, let, let's go back. Okay, let me tie that back to verse 19. Correct. Because what may be known of God is manifest in man kind. Yep. For God has shown it to mankind. Mm. How? How has God shown it? Is this? Is this can I? Can I? Can I throw something at you? Yeah. And you tell me, George. That's totally wrong. Heresy. Tell me right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, sorry, the Book of John talking about that the light of man came, and in each man there is a light. Right. Right. Is this time? Is that light? Is is that what Paul is possibly alluding to here? I don't think necessarily. Not, although is that a, light? No, I don't think yep. necessarily. I think it's a good point. Yes, uh, it's something that you could probably discuss if if you're in 
uh, John. Gotcha. You're talking about John 1, aren't yes, you? Yes, yes. Yeah, in him was light, that life was, was the light, light of, of man. Light of man, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, and I, I, I'm looking at that, I'm not, not saying this is biblical, scriptural in any way, but yeah. I'm looking at how does God show it to them, as in who he is. Well, I, that's why I kept on reading, because I think that's what it explains. As in... He's shown it to them through his creation Absolutely. attributes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And by the way, guys, you saw what just happened then. I've thrown a thought because I've just had it. I've I've heard Scott's idea on it. I agree with him. If he said something I didn't agree with and, or, or vice versa, we'll go, oh, I don't mean? know if I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, so yeah. understand this is how you're meant to read the Bible yeah. with the people. So none of this is planned, by the way. We haven't sat down and said, what are you going to say? What am I going to say? This is just happening. We just press record. Yeah, and I and I and I do think too, George. To to your credit, at the end of the day, um, it's good to throw those sorts of things in because um, it may well be that that's correct. Yes. But all I'm doing is I'm just bringing it back to the next verse. Exactly. And going well, it may be, but this is what I see from yes. this particular verse. So hey, let's let's. A few verses down, he's talking about it. Let's right? talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so we're at 33 minutes of the podcast. Oh my goodness! Already. We've only just, we've only just scratched the surface. Scratched the surface. So, so, <laughs> look, I, I think, I think we need to leave verse twenty onwards. Yep. For the next, for the next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, because a, de- a, de- a decent chunk this one. Yes, because he's talking about like you know, since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, as you read, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. That's huge. Yeah, it's that, that that's. Like and and I think that that's so important too. I think Scott, look, like if I think back, you know, I don't, I don't even know if I've had this, if I've had this memory in a long time. But as I was reading that, I remember one of the first times I read this and understood what it was saying. Yeah, you know, I, I gave my life to God at the age of eighteen, um, and you know, I was pretty much reading the Bible on my own. There were some people that were helping me along the way, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, for on the most part, I was reading bits and then underlining and going to people saying, "Hey, what does this mean?" I didn't need anyone to tell me what this meant. Yeah, right. I, I knew straight away from that verse. Hang on a moment. Everything about God, his his character, his attributes, what he is, um, is 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 evident in his in his creation. Yeah, yeah. So, and immediately I thought of. And back then, we didn't even have the scientific discoveries we do now, as in what is inside a cell. You know, 30 years ago, a cell inside a cell of a body was just protoplasmic goo. Now they know there's cell machinery, molecular machinery, it's called. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, they're definitely gone way deeper now. Way deeper. And yeah. then, and then way further when you go into the cosmos. Mm. And so when you look at those expanses on both ends, deeper and, and, and uh, further out, um, <laughs> Again, it only proves his existence. Every time. Every single time. The deeper we go yeah. and the further out we go, more proof. Heavens declare the glory of God. And this is, this is okay, so we want to come back from verse 20. Yeah. Um, and we want to be able to uh, get people to, you know, come on this journey with us as we do this. And I think it's important that, that we, we do this because um, I love the way you think, mate. Understand that. I love the way you think. I love the way you can banter and talk through. And I love the way that you can just um, really uh, be considerate of what's being thrown out there, assimilate it, understand it, and go, yeah, I can see that. No, I don't know if I can see that. But it's it's not just your opinion. It's based on the 14 different gates of context for that little thing before you let it into the house. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah good and point. That's what good I love analogy. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love about that. I like that, yeah. No, thanks, man. I, I Look, I mean, it's a passion 
as it is for you. Yes. And I just can't wait to get into the second half, mate. Mate, the next well, episode, second half of second half of Romans <laughs> one. Romans one. <laughs> So yeah, we got yeah. the first. We got the verse nineteen. That's we dipped our toes into first twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing with this is we're just going to go along, and um, and you know when have we get to that thirty-five, forty-minute mark, we'll then move on to the next one, uh, and have the titles there so you know what this is. So this will be Romans one, verse one to nineteen, and then we'll um we'll go from there. Is that okay, Scotty? Let's do it. Mate, you're a champion. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming Thank on the journey, guys. guys. Make sure you share this far and wide. Tell your friends about it. And uh, we'll put these up every few days or, or every week uh, as often as we can. And um, looking forward to it. So have a great day, everyone.